Hello and welcome to Mommying, Surviving, and Thriving, a podcast for women that believe in living their best life while working and raising a family at the same time. We discuss how to live a happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving life while balancing the demands of being a woman, mom, and all-around superwoman. We're here to inspire you with a new perspective and to also create a community of supportive women in the process. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Today we have with us Rhea Williamson. She's the author of Dear Mommy, You're Not Alone, which is a, a book that I think is definitely needed, especially for us women as especially for the women who have not decided to kind of have kids or are thinking about have kids, having kids, because we as women don't always talk about what the real deal is, right? So today the episode is titled The Power of Transparency. And Rhea is going to take us on that journey as to what prompted her to write this book and what does transparency mean to her? So, hey, Rhea, how are you? Hi, I am well. How are you? I am good. I am good. Look, I <laughs> I am one of your Instagram followers, so I definitely see <laughs> your posts and I <laughs> you have so much energy. And look, I'm looking at your smile and stuff now. So you no, have I'm, I'm trying not to smile, but <laughs> I am I'm a very goofy person and I don't know. I I think when I'm excited, that's just that's just me and I'm excited for this podcast so. no I love it I love it look you don't have to change for anybody I also had that before we started so that's where the energy is coming from good good and so for you guys who don't know Rhea has two kids young kids and so um they're napping right now so we're gonna make sure we we try to contain ourselves where as quiet as possible but also we get the information we need so again thank you Rhea for being here today absolutely so let's just go ahead and get started so tell us about your journey who you are um and how did you get to this point where you wanted to write this book awesome well I am Rita Williamson, a, a wife to um, a wonderful husband. Um, my husband is Joel. He is a financial planner and he's just, I think motherhood confirmed he was who I needed to marry um, <laughs> with all the, the changes that comes with motherhood. Um, I became a stay-at-home mom when I had my first son and my son, um, I have two, a boy and a girl. My son being my first, I call him my tester baby because anything that could have possibly happened, happened. Wow. I mean, he had music, I had postpartum depression. He did not sleep through the night. Wow. He, he, everything happened with him. Um, and so when I was dealing with my postpartum depression, I had, I really had more um, anxiety with him. Um, but when I was dealing with that, God spoke to me and told me to write a book. Because uh, not only was I dealing with postpartum depression, but my husband and I got pregnant with our son three months into our marriage. Mm. And then we moved to a whole new state away from family. 
So all of those transitions combined with being first time parents, still learning each other as husband and wife, um, I, I'm not surprised that I dealt with postpartum depression and um, deal, just being alone. You know, we had met some people in Detroit, but it still wasn't, um, you still had your moments of being alone because you didn't have your family. You know, your family were miles away. Um, so God spoke to me and told me to write the book because there's a lot of women that are probably struggling by themselves, not just whether they're single parents or stay-at-home moms, or they just need to know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. uh, not just because there's another mom going through the same thing, but God is their ever-present help. Um, I, I had to learn how God was my help um, in being a mom, because I think motherhood can bring on a, a sense of loneliness at times, um, even if you're married, you can still go through some things that make you feel absolutely alone. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I thank God uh, for their, giving me the words to say for the book because it's really encouraged a lot of women, um, even, even those that uh, aren't moms, um, it encouraged them as well and kind of bring that reality of what motherhood could look like. Because I think Huggies and, and Pampers commercials kind of give it this this light and beautiful, you know, they they have the delivery room scene where the woman is barely sweating. Um, <laughs> and they just show it to the end where the baby is coming out, but they don't show the process, you know, right. of, of all that it takes to even deliver the baby. Um, and it just shows the mom holding the baby and that's it. You know, that's the end of the commercial, the good parts of motherhood. But there are some really dark sides uh, to motherhood as well. And so I, I just wanted to be that um, that voice or that that friend to let you know, honey, you are not a lone girl. <laughs> You're not the only one struggling or having your moments of struggle. Um, God is with you. And you're going to make it through. I'm, I'm with you as well. So that's, that's me in a nutshell and how the book came about. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your story. And I, we kind of talked about this before we started recording. I think um, a lot of people are a little hesitant to kind of really speak their truth and to let other people know what's going on. One, um, could be that they feel ashamed or again, like you're saying, they may feel alone. Like I'm the only one who's experiencing this. I don't really want to say this out loud what I'm experiencing, um, because I don't want, I do not want to feel, I feel ashamed. And so I think, um, we have to kind of get past that because, uh, once we are comfortable and, and we are able to share our thoughts and the real things that are going through motherhood, it helps somebody else out. Um, because again, we're afraid to kind of say it. Um, not me particularly. I think I've been kind of open to family and friends. Um, and I tell them, why did you tell me this was going to happen? Or why didn't you tell me this was how I was going to feel? Yeah. Um, until after I've gone through it. And I think, like I said, I think sometimes it might, uh, they may say, well, I don't want to do it because I don't want this person to feel afraid or um, that, oh no, I don't want to uh, uh, tell them this because now they're not going to want to have kids or what have you. So what are, what are your thoughts about that? 
Right. No, I am. Um, I, I completely agree. There's a, a lot of times I experienced it <laughs> with my, one of my best, one of my close friends. Um, she said the same thing to me. She was like, why didn't you tell me such and such? And, and I told her the same thing. I was like, I was, I didn't want to scare you. Um, cause she's a very positive person. Mm-hmm. I am a very transparent person. So I didn't want her to think, you know, that I'm putting my own experience on her so god helped me with that of just saying simply you know this was my experience Mm -hmm. i'm not saying this is something that you are going to go through because not every woman goes through postpartum depression i believe the studies that i've read it says you know um 70 of women will go through postpartum depression you know, so not not everybody will. And I think that's why I also created the Instagram page um, so that women that want to be mothers can, you know, uh, see the, the transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, so just saying that simply, you know, that this is my story, this is a possibility. And if it does happen, I'm here. Um, and just just to let women know, to kind of give them that, that kind of a warning, you know, that it, it is very possible for you to have postpartum depression or anxiety or not um, completely love your, not, I don't want to say love, but not like your children all the time. It is mm-hmm. completely normal to be com- frustrated. Um, it's, it's so important with motherhood to be transparent um, because uh, I think part of me being transparent as well is my mom. She comes from that time of, you know, we don't, we don't put our business out there. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happens, happens. You deal with it. You keep going. You don't talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? And um, so my mom, a lot of times when she would talk about her experience as being our mom, she always sounded very strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she she never went through postpartum depression, um, just just everything. And sometimes she would even make remarks like, oh, I didn't go through that. And I had to tell her like, mommy, you know, that makes me feel so right. alone when you when you say things like that. Like, you know, even if you didn't go through it to if you just said, you know, I didn't go through that, but I can see how that makes you feel. I could, you know, to kind of, to empathize with me. Um, And so we had to grow in that type of relationship. But some women have mothers like that, like they feel they can't even go to their own moms about their struggles because their moms just seem so strong. Mm. Um, So that's why motherhood is, I mean, transparency and motherhood is so important. Um, Because every mom needs to know they have somebody to talk to um, and that this is a normal part of your motherhood journey. It's you're not the only one. You're not um, you're not going to lose your mind, (laughs) you know, and you're not weak for feeling and you're not too sensitive for feeling sad about something or um, emotional about something. Mm-hmm. or um, very frustrated about something. Um, it, it, it is so important, like you said, for us as, as, as um, sisters or even strangers, if somebody does ask you a question or if the conversation comes to it, be as transparent as possible, but don't 
um, but don't put your own experience on that person. Simply mm -hmm. telling them, hey, this was my experience um, and this is a possibility kind of clears that ear um, so that they have the education and know that you're not trying to scare them. You're just letting them know. <laughs> now you said a couple of, of important things. One, you said uh, over 70% of women experience some type of postpartum depression. That's huge and because that's over half, right? Over half of women. <laughs> Um, experience that and we don't talk about it enough but also you're saying that your mom and I think that's so true uh, that our moms and I, I will speak for my mom as well just very strong strong woman um, you know I, I never really heard her complain I talk about her all the time on the podcast on different podcasts but she is the strongest person that I know and not man or woman she's the strongest person but, and again, she didn't experience um, that. And, but what she did was she did, because I did for a very short period of time, because I think everything was new, um, trying to figure out things out. She had someone that um, she said, no, I didn't experience it, but I know someone who did. So let's, mm -hmm. you can talk to this person. Yeah. So I did talk to that. So how did, how do you, so, so for women who are experiencing some type of postpartum depression, what would, or who, or what would you recommend for them as far as like seeking help? Um, so with my daughter, I had po postpartum uh, depression. I, I want to give a little education before I get into that. Mm -hmm. There's what you call baby blues and then there's postpartum depression baby blues is um you might feel sadness um after after the birth of a child mm -hmm. after you deliver your child you have might have might have moments of sadness um and that can last up to two weeks it can um um, make you more fatigue, uh, deal with your sleep but it doesn't interfere with your everyday activities mm -hmm. Postpartum depression, however, um, can last up to a year of your child's life. So when I, I said with my son, I had more anxiety than I did depression. With him, I had more baby blues with, um, or mommy blues, I believe they call it. With my daughter, however, I had postpartum depression. Mm. Um, I She was born October 2020. I didn't get over my depression until November 2021. Wow. Um, I had the, the beginning stages of it was really, really bad. Um, I had thoughts to just end motherhood completely. Um, you know, thoughts of suicide, or um, I remember, and I, I, I share this story quite often. I remember driving in the car with my kids because my daughter, oh, she just was crying. Mm. And I tell my husband, a baby's cry just takes you there. Mm. You, you, a baby's cry will make you do whatever necessary yes. for it to stop. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it might not bother you because he'll he would tell me like you know just try not to hear it, right. sir. I cannot <laughs> not hear this. <laughs> exactly. I understand. <laughs> it does something to you. 
Um, so she had a day that she was just crying and my son was two at the time and, you know, he was going through his own emotions. Everybody was emotional. So I, I packed them up in the car and I just went for a drive. I had no idea where I was going, but I remember having thoughts while I was driving of just driving into oncoming traffic. Oh. And I called my mom. Um, and I just said, mommy, I'm not okay. Like, I remember saying those words to her. I said, mommy, I'm, I'm just, I'm not myself. I'm not okay. And I just started to cry. And the only reason I, I was at this point, I was really silent about my depression to my husband and to my mom. Like I knew I wasn't feeling myself, mm -hmm. um, but I, I felt like I had nobody to talk to. I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. I thought maybe, you know, well, I kind of went through this with my son. I'll get over it. It's just a moment. Mm -hmm. And I, did, I definitely didn't want to talk to my mom about it because I didn't know if she was going to say the wrong thing. Because talking to somebody, period, about anything, there's a sense of um, vulnerability that you have. You know, you, you have to be vulnerable. And so you're taking a risk of being hurt. You're taking a risk of being misunderstood. Um, and with my mom coming off so strong, I was just like, I can't talk to my mom about what I'm, how I'm feeling. But I was scared. When I had those thoughts, I was completely scared. So I called my mom right away. And she just said you know, what I needed to say. She just was a listening ear. She just talked to me um, until I got home. So I didn't, I was going through all of that and I was just praying mostly um, to God. I finally, you know, became more open to my husband about my thoughts and the things that, how I was feeling. And that helped some months, um, became better. Um, but what really helped was therapy. Mm. And so I, I always recommend to any mom to get a good therapist. And when I say good therapist, feel free, there's consultations or, you know, meetups before you say, this is going to be my therapist. Mm -hmm. You don't have to feel like, okay, well, this is who I found. I guess I'm just going to stick with them. Even if they're not really listening to me. No, if you feel like that therapist is not for you, find another one. Right. Um, <laughs> cause, cause you need, when you're going through the depression, you need someone that's gonna hear you, understand you, be that listening ear. Um, so find a good therapist. It took me a while to find a therapist because I thought, well, we can't afford it. We just moved into this house. Mm -hmm. How dare I tell my husband I need help? No, I'm, I'm going to try to, pride started to kick in. Now I'm gonna try to figure out how to do this on my own. <laughs> Um, but I, I kept having too many dark thoughts. And so, um, I, I thank God for a friend that told me, you know, you can, uh, use insurance with your therapy sessions. Um, thankfully my husband had a great HSA. So we were able to use our HSA for, um, paying my therapist, but my insurance also covered it. Um, my friend also explained, you know, there's community areas that sometimes offer therapy for free. So don't, you know, don't let the fear of cost 
um, stop you from taking care of your mental health. So find a good friend who you trust. Um, if you're married, be open with your spouse, tell them all the thoughts. Um, don't, um, if you're afraid to go into detail, cause I was, I was afraid to go into detail with my husband cause the thoughts scared me. So I didn't, I didn't really necessarily go into all the details but I just let him know, I know I'm not myself. I'm having thoughts that are not like me. I need to talk to someone. Transparent with my husband. Um, my mom would check on me and I, I had my therapist and I, I thank God for my therapist because uh, after counseling with her, I didn't have those thoughts anymore. I was finding joy again. Um, I was able to console my babies the way that they needed to be consoled because I rem would remember times that my daughter would cry and I would just look at her and not do anything because um, I was just over it. I was over being a mom. I absolutely did not want to be a mom anymore. And it was really sad because this is, this is the little girl I've been praying for, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I thank God. I, I'm sorry. I went off, but yes. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was perfect. One, Thank you so much for sharing that story. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because um, one, it takes courage for you to say what actually happened and how you were feeling. And there are a lot of women that at times may feel that way. And they are afraid because there are scary thoughts for you yeah. to actually say them out loud, right? Yeah. You might be having that in your head, but for you to actually speak it is even scarier. Right. Yeah. So that's, I, I can definitely understand that. And one for your friend to be able to say, you need to see a therapist and you, you actually were able to go see a therapist. And I think some people, they don't do that um, because they feel like um, you just can pray things away. And I always say, God put therapists here for a reason, right? <laughs> you can definitely see a therapist and then pray about it as well. I think the two go hand in hand. So, yeah. Um, yeah so people talk a lot about there is there's there's um, wisdom in a multitude of counsel. There's there's goodness when you have a multitude of counsel. Um, in in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, you know the scriptures talk about how two is better than one. It even goes on to say, if you have a threefold cord, if there's three people, that's even better because you guys can come together, you know, and work things out. Um, it's the same with the scripture that says, confess your sins to one another and, and you look at healing. So yes, prayer is, is so important because you have the communication with God, but even when God created Eve and he said that it's not good for man to be alone, it wasn't just for, you know, okay, let me just give this guy a woman. God saw the importance of companionship. Even God isn't by himself. There's a Trinity, God, the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus, you know? So mm -hmm. th there is purpose in speaking to someone. There is, that's a gift from God. If you if you find someone the scripture talks about that even if you find a friend um it's, it's better than a brother at times because there's a gift in finding somebody that gets it that can listen to you there's healing so it's, it's 
it's more than just, you know, sometimes, yes, there's certain things you can just pray and you're fine. But when it comes to your mental health and your children, no, honey, you do anything and everything you need to, to be in the right place and the right mind because your children need you. Um, And that's what I was fighting for. I, I wasn't just you know, fighting so I can feel better, but I I was fighting because my children needed a good mommy. I I did not want them. I was tired of yelling. I was tired of screaming. Um, I was tired of crying. (laughs) And I I was tired. There was a time that my son was afraid of me. I could Mm -hmm. see it in his eyes because I was screaming so many times, like anything would agitate me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was screaming at any, any given point. And so I found therapy to be worth it because I needed my son to know he has a good mommy that loves him. Mm -hmm. Um, And period, you're worth it. You know, even even if you don't have children, if you're just going through depression, you're worth the fight because God has purpose and a plan for you. Um, So don't just fight for your children, but fight for yourself because you are absolutely worth the fight. Awesome. I love that. So tell us about, um, I know we're going to be wrapping up soon, life after the postpartum depression. How did you feel after, after you went to therapy, after you were able to talk to your husband, talk to your mom, talk to your friends about what you were experiencing? Um, How did the therapy and the talking to others and praying, how did that help you after? Um, I would say the, the first day that I spoke to my therapist, like the next day I felt so happy mm-hmm. because I was finally able to, like I said earlier, I didn't, I really didn't go into depth, the thoughts that I was having with my husband, but I told her and, um, I just felt light. It was, it was great to finally get this off, you know, just to get it out. Mm-hmm. I did also, I did also experience some anxiety because I was like, oh my gosh, what if she calls social yeah. services? <laughs> so we, we had to have a talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, client confidentiality, I was, I was grateful, but, um, but no, I, I completely felt so free. My husband could tell a difference. My children could tell a difference. And there was a lot of um, practical things that she gave me, you know, homework that she gave me to help with the everyday, um, you know, changing your perspective. So the the stuff, the therapy isn't just you talking. I mean, you learn a lot as well. There's stuff that your therapist can give you that you can work on in your everyday because motherhood never stops and Mm -hmm. there will be another time that you will be upset there will be another time that you'll be frustrated but the difference between you then and you after therapy um you have a different way to look at the situation you have a different way to go about it so I am a completely changed and different mom and I'm I'm happy about it every day like like you saw when I got up here I'm smiling (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy that you're you're smiling and and that just like you said just after that first meeting with your therapist you felt good right so even just that one conversation so that I'm happy to hear about that so before we wrap up do you have any last kind of pointers for the moms out there 
again, I think this, like your book is great for those that are thinking about becoming um, a parent, but also those that are going through it right now. Any last thoughts? I would say, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, find one, get one. Uh, if it, honestly, if it was not for Jesus and my relationship with Christ, um, I talk about it a lot in my book of how God has helped me through motherhood, the, the very lessons that taught me. Um, because when, you know, or your husband sleep, because we know they sleep, honey. Um, what, do you, what do you do when you can't reach your friend if they don't answer? Um, God is that, that help. You can cry out, and I assure you, he will answer. Um, playing, you know, taking your, taking your breaths and then just taking a moment in God and letting him wash you in his love will, sometimes it just takes 10 seconds with God and it just changes everything. So I, I encourage you to, to know that God truly has not forgotten about you. He, you're not speaking to a deaf God. Your prayers are not going unanswered or unheard. Um, every tear that falls is being captured. I believe it was David that wrote, um, you, you take a record of, of all my miseries. Mm -hmm. And I assure you, God is truly, truly, truly listening to you. Um, I'll share this one story and I'm done. <laughs> no, go ahead. I share this in my book, but I, with my firstborn, he literally would wake up every hour, like, I did not sleep. I was completely sleep. I was in the definition of sleep deprived. Mm. Um, and I remember just putting him on the bed, going into the bathroom and screaming at God, like, God, you do not care. Mm. And I had throughout my son's first year of life, I had a lot of moments of that. Like, God, how in the world can you look at me, see that I'm sleep deprived and you don't just put this boy to sleep. Like you put Adam to sleep. You mm. knocked him out to create Eve. This is not impossible for you to put my child to sleep. So, <laughs> um, but I, I remember God talking to me and he said, I cannot make your life perfect because there's lessons in, the, in this moment. Mm. And even though it wasn't what I wanted to hear, it was what I needed to hear. And it, I, it brought me so much peace because now my son is older. I look at my book, I look at my Instagram page, um, the depression, the anxiety, everything that I've gone through, there was lessons not only for me, but lessons for other women. So I assure you your prayers are not going unanswered or unheard. Um, sometimes God is having you do something different than what you thought it was gonna look like. No, my son did not go to, just go to sleep. There was different techniques that I had to learn and different things. Um, that I had to do. Um, so don't always expect your answered prayer to look like how you expect it to look. Um, and, and don't feel like you're being um, unheard. Trust me, everything that you're going through now, whether it's, even if it's not speaking to a multitude, if it's just telling another friend that she is not alone, mm -hmm. I assure you it was all worth it. Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, 
before we leave, I do want you guys to know where you can find your book, um, where they can um, keep up with you, get in touch with you if they need to. So if you can let us know where they can find your book and um, where are you on social media? Awesome. So currently my book is on Amazon. It's Dear Mommy, You're Not Alone. You will see my picture, my, a picture of myself and my son in the back of the book. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram. It's um, underscore Dear Mommy underscore. Again, you will see a picture of myself. <laughs> oh, of, of my son and my daughter. Um, and I am very recognizable with my huge smile and my big gums. If you see that, you know that that's her. <laughs> but yes, and you can send me a message um, um, through uh, Instagram. Uh, you can also send me a message at hello at dearmommy.org. Um, if you just ever needed a friend to vent to, talk to, pray for prayer, um, I'm there. February 15th, I'll be launching my um, website for Dear Mommy. So Good. stay tuned. You'll be able to log on there and you can send a message there as well and get some encouragement as needed. Perfect. Well, thanks again. Thank you for sharing your stories. They were very, very powerful. I know they will um, reach someone who needs to hear them. And thank you for giving us your contact information so they can contact you if they need, like you said, someone to talk to. Yes, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm no. so happy we were able to get it together. I'm, I'm thank you. And thank you for being understanding as well. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no problem. No problem at all. Well, thank you ladies. Thank you for joining us again for Mommy Surviving and Thriving. And until next week, you have a good one. Thanks for joining us this week on Mommy Surviving and Thriving. Stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. We're accepting topic requests and questions by email. Info at mstpodcast.com. Are you balanced at all? Remember, there's only one of you. Stay positive and give yourself grace. We're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. See you next week.